Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 19th of May. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Emily Ferrier. International conversations turn to rebuilding Ukraine after the war. It's going to be up to the Ukrainians to decide what will be their victory in this war. And Turkey attempts to block new NATO members. What Turkey really wants is more action on Kurdish People's Party. Times of London Daily World Briefing. As the war in Ukraine rages on, thoughts have turned to how much it will cost to rebuild the country's economy once the war is over. British representatives say there are now talks over how Russia can cover the huge bill in some form. The EU's top diplomat, Josip Burrell, has said targeting the Russian central bank's assets to rebuild Ukraine would be full of logic. Poland has been vocal in pressuring the EU to make it easier for sanction-hit Russian assets to be seized and sold. The UK's Foreign Secretary Liz Truss told Times Radio that the government is open to examining Ukraine's request for an international criminal tribunal against Russia for war crimes. We are open to the idea of a tribunal. We're currently uh, considering it. But what we want is the most effective way of prosecuting those people who have committed these appalling war crimes, including rape, sexual violence, the indiscriminate targeting of civilians. If the tribunal will help to do that, then the UK is definitely considering supporting it. A former senior NATO official has also told Times Radio that there'll be different interpretations of what victory would look like in the Ukraine war. With defending forces continuing to put up strong resistance, Rose Gotamuela says the situation is complex and the outcome may not be black and white. It's going to be up to the Ukrainians to decide what will be their victory in this war. So they are going to have to decide what they will accept for victory. We've heard them say they want to push the Russians off every inch of Ukrainian territory. Well, does that mean immediately or does it mean putting that into negotiation? and getting Russian troops off their territory now. Gotamuela also says the impact of reopening the US embassy in the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv cannot be underestimated and that the move will be a big boost for Ukrainian leadership. The embassy has been closed since the Russian invasion of the country nearly three months ago, but a small number of diplomats are expected to return in the coming days. Many Western countries, including France, Britain and Germany, have already reopened their embassies in Kyiv over the past month. 
Meanwhile, Russia has announced they've begun to use powerful lasers to burn up drones in Ukraine, deploying secret weapons from Moscow to counter new Western arms at Ukraine's disposal. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky compared that announcement to the so-called wonder weapons that Nazi Germany unveiled in a bid to prevent defeat in World War II. The war in Ukraine is having geopolitical repercussions across the world as Sweden and Finland launch their bid to join NATO. But members aren't totally unified on the move. Turkey has been the first country to block it. President Erdogan's veto is contingent on the Nordic countries handing over dozens of Turkish exiles on charges of terrorism. He claims that the countries are harboring people linked to the Kurdish PKK group and followers of Fethullah Gulen, whom Erdogan accuses of a coup attempt back in 2018. Stephen Erlanger is the New York Times diplomatic editor in Warsaw, and he says that this bloc is mostly for domestic political reasons. What Turkey really wants is more action on Kurdish People's Party. Sweden, in particular, which has always been very generous to refugees, has a lot of Kurdish refugees. Um, It has some Kurds in its parliament. And um, Erdogan has asked for extradition of some people and hasn't gotten it. So he's basically making a fuss. Turkey's bloc prevents a procedural vote on NATO moving ahead quickly with the membership applications of Sweden and Finland, handed in with much publicity on Wednesday. U.S. President Joe Biden says that the bids by Sweden and Finland to join NATO would be successful despite the objections raised by Turkey. I think we're going to be okay. You can convince Turkey to accept their bid? I I think uh, I'm not going to Turkey, but I think uh, we're going to be okay. Erdogan has urged Swedish and Finnish delegations not to come to Turkey to convince it to back their membership in the alliance. On the way, the future of a beloved Marvel creator and an ivory sale to help elephant conservation. Times of London Daily World Briefing. In Japan, controversial plans to release more than one million tonnes of radioactive water from the crippled Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea are at the centre of key talks. The International Atomic Energy Agency and the Japanese government have met in Tokyo as the IAEA director Mariano Grossi prepares to assess whether it's a safe move. His visit to Fukushima will be the final step in whether the discharging of nuclear polluted water should go ahead. The Japanese government insists the contaminated water will be treated before it's dumped and the overall plan will take decades to complete. Earlier this year, a petition containing 180,000 signatures opposing the release of the water was released and four not-for-profit groups demanded an alternative treatment be found. Around 70% of Fukushima residents also oppose the plan, thinking it will affect marine environments and health on a global scale. Meanwhile, China and South Korea have also opposed it. From one nuclear concern to another, the United States has voiced concerns of a potential nuclear or missile test in North Korea. Intelligence has shown that at least one of the tests, if not both, may occur before President Joe Biden's trip to South Korea and Japan this week, according to U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. We are preparing for all contingencies, including the possibility uh, that such a provocation would occur while we are in Korea or in Japan. We are coordinating closely with our allies in both Korea and Japan on this. 
He added that the United States was prepared to make adjustments in both the short and long term to its military posture as necessary to provide defense to all allies in the region in response to North Korean provocation. Staying in the U.S. now, where dramatic steps are being taken to address the shortage of baby formula by enlisting the help of the military. President Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act to help manufacturers obtain the ingredients they need to ramp up supply, whilst also announcing a second plan to work in conjunction with it. I'm also announcing Operation Fly Formula. I've directed the Department of Defense and the Department of Health and Human Services to send aircraft planes overseas to pick up infant formula that meets U.S. health and safety standards so we can get it on the store shelves faster. Supermarket aisles normally stocked full of infant formula have been bare since Abbott Laboratories recalled their products in February after complaints of bacterial infections. The company has announced an agreement's been reached with the U.S. health regulator to resume production at their Michigan plant. This may prove to be a major step to resolve the shortage, along with Biden's new Operation Fly formula plan. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Sport. As a new Europa League champion, here's John Jackson with the latest. Eintracht Frankfurt have been crowned Europa League champions. The German side lifted the first European football title of the season with a penalty shootout victory over last season's Scottish Premiership champions Rangers. It's been 42 years since the Germans have had European success and following a one-all draw after 120 minutes, It was former Wales captain Aaron Ramsey's penalty miss that settled the tie. Eintracht beat European giants Barcelona, Spanish side Real Betis and English Premier League club West Ham on their way to the final. Frankfurt become the first German Bundesliga team to win the Europa League or its predecessor, the UEFA Cup, since 1997 when Schalke beat Inter Milan on penalties. Times of London Daily World Briefing Entertainment He may be gone, but his memory and likeness is to live on. Stan Lee, the beloved co-creator of Spider-Man, Avengers, and Hulk, will be returning to Marvel Studios despite his death in 2018. Lee was the writer and editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics in the 1960s and was part of the creation of some of the world's most well-known superheroes used in blockbuster films today. But it was his guest appearance in the films that made his face instantly recognizable. Now, a 20-year deal has been struck between Stan Lee Universe and Genius Brands to license the name and likeness of Lee for use in various experiences, merchandising, feature films, and television productions, and to keep his memory alive in and out of the Marvel Universe for years to come. And finally, in a one-off sale, Zimbabwe has opened vaults containing 135 tonnes of ivory and rhino horns so they can be sold to fund the conservation of its endangered elephant population. It's thought £500 million could be raised from the ivory seized from smugglers and poachers and harvested from the carcasses in the country's national parks, and that all of the proceeds would go towards wildlife management, the government said. The sale of ivory has been banned since 1989 by CITES, the international body that monitors endangered species. Zimbabwe will host an elephant summit with 14 African countries, China and Japan, to discuss strategies to manage wildlife and to lobby for support to make money from ivory stocks. 
And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 19th of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.